Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid's sleeping isn't one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the snooze button. I told you guys last week that I'm trying to be more profesh and like a real podcaster and saying, hi, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep, and I'm your host for this podcast. Um, today is my first ever episode with a guest, and... Uh, Really rolling the dice on this one, making my husband my first guest. I, he just said, let's just see how it goes, which I feel like when clients say that to me after I present their plan to them, I'm like, that's not how this works. You're not going to see how it goes. You're going to do it, and you're going to do great. So, honey, you're going to do it, and you're going to do great. Uh, well, thank you for having me. This is already so <laughs> weird. Okay. <laughs> So the reason Alex is my guest today is because yesterday, last, or not yesterday, wow, see I'm already effing things up. Last week, I asked you guys um, questions to, to pose questions, I should say, on Instagram in my stories that you wanted me to cover on a podcast about how I manage like life and logistics with three kids, which was um, a a idea that a client had posed to me as like a good podcast topic. And what I found when I asked you guys to ask questions is a lot of them were specific to the dynamics between Alex and myself, who's my husband, the guy who's here. Um, so I thought I would break it into two episodes. So last week was specifically about just straight up logistics with three kids. Like how do I make the mornings a little bit more streamlined? How do we streamline the evenings? What to do when you know kids have activities and the baby needs to nap? So if that is of interest to you, hop over to last, last week's episode and check that one out. And today we'll be talking specifically about like partner dynamics with parenting and kids. And I asked you guys for questions there. So we have those to go over. And I feel like if we don't just jump into the questions, things are going to get really weird. Would you agree? Um, I don't know why you would say that. This is what I mean. It's already weird. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like we should just, you also, you need to like put your face closer to the microphone when you speak. You have to, you're like really far away from me. Well, we're sharing a microphone, so. But we're not, you have to put your head in. It's going to sound weird. Say something now. Okay. This is what I meant by it's going to get weird. So let's just dive in. Um, for those of you who don't know Alex, which I don't know why you would, you probably don't. Um, he's my husband. We've been married for seven years. We actually had our anniversary yesterday. Both of us forgot in the morning. Um, my mom texted us and congratulated us on our anniversary, and that's how we remembered. So that's where we are. We have three kids. We have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a newly minted one-year-old. Okay. So I'm going to read you the questions. Okay. And some of them, I think, are for both of us, and some are specifically for you. Sounds good. All right. So Elizabeth asked, how to train husbands to handle two at once? Hmm. How did I train you to handle two kids at once? Um, Well, I don't know that I was ever really trained to handle two (laughs) at once. Um, I think you, truth be told, you kind of have to... um, know how to handle one and then if you can handle one then handling two is the exact same thing it just it's times a hundred so uh or a hundred percent so times two but uh so really um just take everything you know about handling one 
multiply that by two, it will be two times harder, but no training is necessary. That was such a weird, <laughs> a, a weird answer. Um, I think you just have to throw them into the fire is what you yeah. have to do, right? Yeah, like you need to know how to handle one and then you can add another one and you're handling two and it will be harder. But the key is that you need to learn all everything that you need to know to handle one. You need to be able to do all the things like you have to change a diaper. You have to be able to put the kid down at night. Um, every kid in our house has a different um, bedtime routine to an extent. Um, at least each one is slightly sort of customized for, for each one. So you have to know um, each individual kid's routine. Um, I think that is a good point, actually. Yeah. I do say to clients a lot, you, everyone has to be able to do everything. And you know where I actually got that term from is your friend, Robbie. Mm -hmm. He told us that when we were pregnant with Teddy. He was like, you both have to know how to do everything. And it stuck with me. And it's something I tell clients because so many um, families, and you will relate to this, Alex, because our kids have had, definitely had moments of preference for one of us versus the other. And a lot of families struggle with that. We're like, the toddler only wants dad to put them down. The baby, you know, mom is nursing, so dad has no idea how to do baby's routine, right? So I think that was a long-winded way of you saying that, right? You have to be able to know how to do everything because once you add another kid into the mix, if mom is busy with something with the newborn and you have no idea how to change the toddler's diaper or what their bedtime routine is or how to cook them lunch, mm -hmm. we have a problem. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so that's why I say, you know, start with the one and then kind of know all the, the skills for one and then work your way up from there. But OK, I feel like we've yeah. I feel like we've um, we've beaten that, okay. that horse. Um, OK, so Emily asks. This is loaded. What is the best and worst part about being married to someone with this job? I assume she's talking about me. Hmm. I'm happy to talk about the best and the worst part about being married to someone with your job. Okay. But I think she's talking about hmm. me. So what is the best and the worst? Uh, well, the best is that she's very good at getting our kids down for sleep. They all are really good sleepers. And they all became good sleepers very quickly. Um, I would say the worst is that, um, hmm, um, nothing, nothing, nothing there. There's, it's all good. There's only good things. Well, you know what used to be the worst, but I feel like I've done a good job of mitigating this when I was early in my business, I didn't have good boundaries on the weekends. Hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. I, wasn't super clear in the first, this was very early on, like the first yep. few months. I wasn't super clear with clients when I said, you know, these are the hours that I'm reachable or I'm reachable during the day. I didn't give them hours like I do now. And so if somebody emailed me when we were at date night or when we were like getting ready to go to the pool, mm -hmm. I would be like, I have to go upstairs and respond to these people. Mm -hmm. And I very quickly learned that not being clear about that stuff was having a negative impact on our family, I think. And I became much more clear and still very supportive. No one's ever complained that I didn't respond to them or anything, but I was more like, these are the specific times I'm reachable. And if I can, I'll get to you outside of it, but I'm no longer like just, you know, 
You know what I'm saying. Katie asked, what do you wish you knew about before becoming a dad? Um, hmm. That's a good question. Um, like maybe if you could go back before we had any kids, what would you have been like, this will help you out a lot as a dad if you like know this off the bat uh, instead of learning it the hard way? I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't think there's anything you can really say or do to prepare in any that's going to make a material difference. Um, you really just have to kind of dive in and do it. Um, I personally didn't, I was told to read a couple books. I never did. Um, awesome. So, and I, you know, ultimately was fine. Um, you, I feel like learning by fire is the best way to do it. And, um, the only thing I would do, you know, if you, the advice I would give to an, a, a non-dad that is going to become a dad would be to go out and, you know, travel and party and have a lot of fun before <laughs> all the kids come. <laughs> I feel like we did plenty of that. Um, do you remember when I hosted a, like, bachelor party for you? Yes. That was pretty amazing. I'm a really good wife. I was also, like unbeknownst to us, I was going to have Baker or Teddy. Wow. Earlier than we anticipated. So it was actually like a week before he was born. And what I mean by bachelor, since you're all like, what is she talking about? I literally organized like 10 of his friends in New York and they just, I told them that he had to get a Tdap vaccine or something. I was like, well, you can't go out tonight. You, this nurse is coming, like an on-demand nurse is coming to give you your Tdap. And he was like really displeased with it. And I was like, you have to sit here on the couch. And then his best friend showed up and they went out on the town. That was fun. That was, that was uh, over five years ago. That was the last time I went out on the town five years ago. You literally went out <laughs> on the town two days ago. You're so insane. No one goes out on the town more than this guy. He is absolutely fine. Everyone ignore him. He is fine. Um, okay. Aaron asked, how do you and your husband balance parenting load, schedules, etc.? Do you want me to take that one or you want to take it? You can take it. Um, I would say, I think that's a work in progress. Like, I think you have to evolve all of that stuff as your kids get older. The truth is, the whole, like, balancing schedules, da-da-da-da-da, it gets more and more complex the older kids get. And I think... Well, obviously, the more kids you add to, but I would say it's actually really only been in the last year that we've had to really be thinking about like logistics. Because before that, you don't really have, unless you're one of those parents, which, you know, God bless you, who has like their one and a half year old enrolled in like seven different activities. We are not really those people. I have enough friends with older kids to know that at some point when you are in like elementary school years, like your kids have to be sort of in a bunch of different activities. And I, we both were kind of aligned on like delaying that, right? We were like, we want to be able to like go to the beach and like watch football and like go to a friend's house and not feel like we're, you know, a slave to like seven different activities. So I think this has been the first year where we have been more of like a divide and conquer, mostly with Teddy's activities. Um, yeah, and we have a calendar here on our fridge that I'm looking at. 
So we mark things on there, not just things for the kids, but for us too. For instance, I have my book club tonight. Alex has tennis. So like we looked on the calendar to make sure like by the time he's back from tennis, I will be able to leave. And there's like not a, <coughs> not a gap in the time where we have three children with no care. What else would you say? Parenting load? I mean, I'm being honest. It definitely, I'm the default parent. I think that's the case with most heterosexual couples, even if the wife is working, for sure. Like if the preschool is going to call somebody, it's going to be me. Um, if somebody, you know, if tuition's due, I'm the one who knows when it's due, that kind of stuff. But Alex is very involved in the like physical aspect of it, I would say, right? Mm -hmm. I'm more the, I'm, I'm running the machine from behind, but he's very present because we both work from home too. So like, you know, if I have tennis and I have to leave 15 minutes before our nanny gets here, I can cajole Alex into coming in and watching the kids mm. until she comes. I feel like we do a good job with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, okay, Molly asked, what's the hardest adjustment? Zero to one, one to two. Oh, so she's asking about kids. Mm. Like what was for you? I'll ask you, I guess, first. What was the hardest adjustment for you? Um, probably uh, maybe one to two because um, that that's when you're you know the, if you're the dad then you know all of a sudden you, everything can't it, it the the mom can't you know the mom can't do everything anymore. <laughs> yeah yeah to to a degree i think there, there's a lot of truth in that um because with one you know at least early on uh britney had our first kid sleeping really early on and you know, she was breastfeeding, so I can't do that, obviously. So, um, so that you know, it meant that I actually didn't have to do a whole lot for quite a, a bit. And there. he was a very and, like chill baby too. So like yeah. he literally slept. I mean, l I'm not trying to sugarcoat early motherhood because there's obviously plenty of challenges, and he was in the NICU, and like we had a lot of trauma. But he was not like for you. You basically got to just like hold him sometimes. Like that was kind yeah, of yeah. It was having one for me was pretty easy. Um, I think having adding another is when I, my role expanded quite a bit, and then having a third has also seen my role expand. So I think that um, for me, it was definitely the one to two jump that was the hardest. I'd say. I think for me too, actually. I mean, of course, like optically, yes, going from having no children to a child is like cognitively the biggest. But we were both, I think, very ready to be parents and excited about it. I went on maternity leave and then quit my job initially when we moved from New York to California. So I was full-time with him. He was a great baby and I felt very confident in new motherhood and it, yeah, it just like wasn't a big deal. Whereas going from, I think going from one to two, it's just man-on-man -man coverage. So no one has a break, right? Except obviously they're good sleepers, so that isn't an issue. But for me, even, I think the one to two is harder than two to three. I think when you have two kids and you add a third, it's kind of like, it's like a little noisier, a little more expensive, a little more going on, but you're already not, you're already all hands on deck with two. And you also, by the time you have a third kid, you're good at it. <laughs> even, if, even if you're a parent that 
did not feel confident and was unsure of things going into motherhood, by the time you have three, some of those things will become much more second nature than they would have, right? Yep. Okay, Raquel asked, how much mom plus dad with kids together versus separate? This is actually another one that I feel like has only very recently changed. I feel like until we had three, we were kind of like a squad all the time. Like we're talking when we're not working. Get off your phone. You can't be on. He's like on Bloomberg. You sh- No. Um, we were like always together, all four of us. But now that we have three, I feel like we have much more, mostly either when Delaney was a newborn and you would like take the boys somewhere to do something just so I could like have a peace and quiet with the baby or now when Teddy has activities mm. and like Alex is uh, the coach of Teddy's little league. So like his game last week, you, you did that on your own and I stayed back with the two younger ones. We do a little bit more of that now, right? Yeah. Yep, a um, little bit more because they're all diff- three of them and different ages. So, you know, they'll certain activities are appropriate for different ages. So it means that we have to divide and conquer more. Um, it just happens. No way around it. Uh, so it's definitely more of that now that we have three than when we when we were, you know, just uh, just one or two. OK, Nikki asked, how did you know you were going for number three? We're on the fence. Um, well, for me, uh, I think we had already, I think we kind of wanted a third. Um, we had talked about that, I think. Yeah. I don't right? feel like there was any or, profound moment. I yeah. think Alex is from a family of three. I'm, I'm extrapolating what I think you think this might be wrong, but I feel like you liked kind of that dynamic growing up and mm-hmm. it felt very natural to you from like a personal experience to have three kids. And I, was one of two and always wanted more siblings. And I've always known that I wanted a big family. Like I, I knew that I would want more than two kids. So I think it was just kind of like, this is what we're doing. And like I said, if you're on the fence about it, honestly, I would do it because you're not going to regret the child that you have. And it is, I think it's, uh, and we actually, one of the questions you guys asked on Instagram, we did the poll last week. Somebody asked, about which transition was the hardest. And I, it was interesting because so many people said either a zero to one or one to two, and like barely anyone said two to three. So I think, I think that's a, a fairly wide consensus on parents with three or more kids that like once you kind of hit, once you hit a threshold, a certain threshold, um, the, uh, the impacts are a little bit less. Yeah. Okay. Um, also got a couple of questions, Alex, from your friends. Hmm. So Lee wants to know, would we have won the Super Bowl if Alex didn't get hurt senior year? <laughs> I think this is in high school. Uh, yep. Um, it's a great question, Lee. Um, you know, I think there was a good chance that we would have won. Yes. Um, that w- would have been the circa, uh, that would have been the 2001 Super Bowl. This is class B, New England prep school football and yes we would have won but you know injuries happen what can I say most animated he's been so far (laughs) on the podcast Matt asked why are you so hot oh my god uh that's a weird question Matt (laughs) (laughs) I agree Matt back off um Phil asked who had the best New Canaan country school football highlights uh that 
would be me, Phil. <laughs> I feel like Phil's going to disagree. Um, okay. I feel like we should wrap up now and not cause any further damage to my business or reputation. <laughs> Is there any parting words that you would like to send to the people? Um, no. no. I mean, I think that uh, it's fun being... With all the work it that is involved with being a parent, I th- I still think it's you know pretty great and uh, and I agree with Brittany that if you're reticent to have another kid, if you already have one or two, maybe you want a third or fourth or whatever. I think that more often than not, it probably you should probably go for it. Um, we have we also have like a uh, our you know, population decline problems are going to be, you know, at the forefront here pretty soon because birth rates are down. So I think it actually is the patriotic thing to do is to have more kids so we can, you know, stem the tide of, uh, of waning population growth. That was the weirdest (laughs) ending to a podcast. I would just like to clarify that Alex's um, thoughts and feelings are his own and are not representative (laughs) of Brittany Sheehan's sleep. Um, I don't know anything about the population decline personally, but I would like to assure everyone that we are not like in a back alley um, with like 17 children and trying to repopulate the earth because it felt like that was sort of the road you were going down with that, which is super strange to me but i'm just gonna let it slide um did you have wine you said you wanted wine before we recorded this did you end up having any no okay good so at least we're all sober (laughs) okay guys well i hope that was interesting thank you alex for joining us today thank you for having me anytime all right we're gonna go back to our kitchen table and um love you guys see you next week Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to brittanysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at Sleep.